What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Once again, welcome to Did You Get My Text? I'm Pat Oswalt. I'm Meredith Salinger. We're your hosts. We're a married couple. Yeah. And the funny part about sitting down right now is we literally just had an epic fight. Oh boy. And he's like, let's not record it right now. And yeah, I'm like, no. I was ready to walk away. Let's just be just professional. The ugliest fight. Let's just be professional and muster through it. <laughs> I mean. So, so enjoy. I don't think I've ever actually like given you the finger before, but I gave you like the double finger. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> I saw it in my peripheral vision as I'm literally on the phone trying to do a technical thing. Uh, oh. <laughs> This is going to be the Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No, no, done no. Done no, through no. tense smiles. In other words, we're yeah. look, we're over it now. <laughs> <laughs> that I, is the most forced, uh, upbeat harmony I've ever seen. Okay, um, we are recording this. Uh, I don't know when this drops. This is our third episode, or you know what? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it the way that they do TV pilots where we'll go, you know what? The third one's better. Let's have that be the first. Yeah. So let's not name it. Let's, let's not, not name it. Well, Hey man, nobody needs to be categorized into a box, man. Yeah. We're not into time and dates. Leave that to the Gregorians, man. <laughs> um, so we um, do not get much time to talk to each other because now you are constantly away filming. Oh God, yeah. So you're up at like four in the morning and coming home at like nine at night filming AP bio. And then today you did some amazing. I, I don't think I'm supposed to talk about oh, what I did okay, today yet. Then that, I won't that's say. supposed to be quiet. Okay, fine. I won't say what you said. Suffice but, to say, I'm up, not only am I, am I up early, I'm up early to go drive someplace and have two different sets of Q-tips shoved <laughs> up my nose. I have a rapid test and then one of the the big bio test, whatever that is. And that so my nose is dry and bloody and disgusting. <laughs> You've done like four projects and each project or like eight, like six projects in the last thing. And everyone sends a coronavirus person to test you. Yes. But like in one day, you had three different people come. And I'm like, can't you just use yeah, can't the they first just guy? Text each other. Like, and just, just text go, each He's other. Fine. It was today. Today yeah. is today. And. Also, by the way, can't they walk up to my to the house and look at my the tone of my skin and go, this guy hasn't left his house. You don't need to put a Q-tip in his nose. Yeah, except although if they look at the tone of your skin, they're like, oh, does he have coronavirus? Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, actually, maybe he's or maybe he has a new strain that we don't know about yet. So he shouldn't be close to anybody. Um, yeah, that could, you know what? You're right. That could go both ways. So so. We have not been seeing each other much, so we do text each other all day, and we really yes. only get like an hour to speak to each other. <laughs> so the good thing about the podcast, and I've said this before, is we finally get to sit down and talk about all the things we text each other. And yes, because normally we just send a text, and then we get like a thumbs up or a heart or cool. That's true. We can't really go into like a no. Big we never get a conversation. Yeah, 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 so yeah. um, I was looking through some of the texts. Do you want to go first? Well, oh, do you have something exciting that you'd like? Well, to I have something kind of historical and poignant and oh, beautiful. Well, great, Sean. Uh, this Ooh. is a te- maybe this was a text that you chose also to talk about, but this really hit me when I was looking through texts um, a second ago. Uh, 
you sent a text. To, we're recording this on Wednesday, March 10th. Wait, you literally just said. Well, but this, it, it, I need this to make for the tweet, for the text to make sense okay, and fine. to have it land the way it does. And you sent me um, a text from, uh, I believe, a year ago today, which was actually, I think it was March 7th was the last time. Oh. March 7th, 2020 was the last time. Are you about to talk about this? Yes. Oh! I that, the same okay, well, that night, in, in three days from when we're recording this, we're a year in quarantine. Correct. And uh, so on March 7th, uh, Meredith and I were like, let's have a fun little staycation night because all the rumblings about. Well, the- no, in fact, y- my birthday is March 14th. Yes. And I think you were like, for your birthday, I want to take you to a cooking lesson downtown. Oh, that's right. And we were going to go to a, some fish market. And then it was like, we were literally <laughs> going, Oh my God. We were going to go uh, that Saturday morning, March 8th. We were going to go to the downtown uh, fish market, farmer's market. Right. And take a raw fish cooking class <laughs> to learn how to cut and make sushi. Yeah. But it was like that, that night it was sort of like, what is this coronavirus thing? It was getting bad. It was getting bad. And then we both were like, should we be going to a fish market with four billion people? Right, and and then going into like this weird, this weird private warehouse space where we're grabbing raw fish <laughs> from God knows where and cutting it up with strangers who we like. It, right. it, it was it was I had got you this gift to take a cooking class together, and it so here's what happened Wait, that what, evening. Well, let me because I want to. Can I go can ahead? I just read the text that I sent you? Yeah, yeah. So I sent you a picture of us at the hotel that we were staying at. We went, where did we go? I can't. The standard hotel. (gasps) Oh my God, I did it again. (laughs) You guys, I want to tell you all something. (laughs) I need my glasses to read, to read. (laughs) And this is the second time I forgot that I had headphones on. And I went to put my glasses on and I literally just freaking broke my glasses again. Oh, wow. And I love these glasses. Oh, well. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off for one second okay. so I can put my these on. Should I vamp? Oh, my God. This is terrible. Just leave them on the whole time. But I can't see. They're reading glasses. Okay. Anyway. Well, hang on. It's a show where we're reading text. So can we assume that you're going to need your glasses? Yeah, but I want to look at you, too, and then you're all blurry if I, I, I only you know need what, that's Trust me, that's actually better. Anyway. So I texted you a picture mm. of from when we were in that hotel. Okay. And underneath it, you know, it says... Exactly one year ago today, when this was exactly one year ago today, when I burst into tears, worried and scared about the coronavirus, crying so hard without a tissue, I was afraid to wipe my eyes with my fingers because I thought I would give it to myself. Okay, well, hang on. I want to give you some backstory to that that okay. text, though, because we went to the Standard Hotel downtown. Remember? Yeah. Checked into the Standard, and we had dinner in that really cool um the little restaurant in the lobby, off the lobby, the cool retro yeah. that I think shows up in a lot of like modern crime movies, really cool lighting. And then we went upstairs and we we're playing around in the room. There's a giant. We were actually, foot. we were going through the hallways, filming ourselves. Like we were detectives. Yes, exactly. We were like hiding behind corners. Yeah. We're very weird people. It was, but although that, the downtown standard, the hallways are so underlit and so creepy. They're so creepy. We were doing like a fake scary movie, I yeah, think is what we were doing. Exactly. And 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 when I say fake scary movie, we were actually genuinely kind of creeped out <laughs> and let let's just film each other being creeped out. And then we get in the room, and the room is one of those I don't know if anyone's ever stayed in one of the Ian Schrager hotels in New York back in the nineties and early aughts, where these were these uh the 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 Rivington and the um 
uh, the Hudson, all these super over-designed hotels that were great to be photographed, but not to actually sleep in. The so beds the, were weird. So everything in this room. So the, so the room that we got, it was sort of a big room, but it was very spacious. And like the bed was like sort of on the floor. Yeah. And the bathroom was enormous so big it was so big. way too big but the reason why <laughs> said so in with this huge 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 bathroom the way they chose to decorate it and maybe we can post this somewhere i don't know where maybe i'll post it on my instagram or something well the once they but, get the page up you can post it okay um they put a huge foot yeah like it was a sculpture. sculpture it was a, a sculpture of a foot but when i tell you it was so huge it was like two of us on, it was like it was, four yeah, of us. It's crazy. It was enormous. And we were sitting on it and posing on yeah. it and being really weird <laughs> on it because like, what the hell is this huge right. foot? And that was creepy. But it also felt like very uh, uh, German version end of the world in this sparse, weirdly lit hotel room with a giant foot. And we're sitting on it kind of laughing, but clearly nervous and a little freaking out. Yeah. And we woke up the next morning and said, let's not go to the. Right. So we, we stayed in. I got you breakfast. We stayed got in. Got your oatmeal. That was fine. I have a picture of you in bed with the oatmeal, but the thing is you're not wearing any pants, so I can't post that. <laughs> um, um, no. The exciting part of this, is, and then when it gets sad. Well, it gets funny and then sad at the exact same time. Right. So we go, we check out. We're checking out. Because by the way, we were going to stay till noon, and then you said, I just want to go home. I just want to get out of here. We shouldn't be in this hotel. Because we had just made ourselves so paranoid. Right. And also... We were both getting a lot of text alerts and news alerts on our phones about this country shutting down, this country. Set, so we're yeah, like, oh, we shouldn't be here. We should be home. So we checked out. But they were. But that day it was like drag queen bingo downstairs. Drag queen bingo brunch. Brunch. Yeah. And there were these fabulous drag queens and they were so fun and funny and nice. And like if if it hadn't been coronavirus, I would have been like. Hugging them and being like, "Whoa!" Well, also we would have we would have gone. Let's just put our luggage with the bellman and go do drag queen brunch yeah. to play bingo. That'd be great. So I started talking to one and and we were laughing and it was so yeah. great. But we were waiting for our car and they were sort of outside, mm -hmm. and and I started getting along really well with a couple of them. And they went to reach out to give a hug and I wanted to give a hug and then I was like, "Oh no, I can't!" Uh, right, like, right. Coronavirus. And then our car arrived. I got into the car and I burst into tears yeah. and I hadn't washed my hands, you know, from the time we were in our hotel room right. to the time we got in the car and I had touched things and peep, you know, yeah. and then I was crying so hard and we didn't have any tissue and I couldn't wipe my eyes and it was just so I awful. just hope that the drag queens didn't look over and go, that woman that was being so nice to us is sitting in her car crying. I bet she's some weird no. Christian lady who was no. trying to reach out. And now she's like, the devil's going to come and get me. No, um, I don't give that then, energy, baby. And then we I remember we drove uh, away from downtown on a Saturday morning uh, and it was kind of deserted. Like it was st people were starting to remove themselves from life, from life. But we hadn't gone into we were still a week from lockdown. We were. Well, no. March 11th, everything shut down. And I, my birthday's March 14th. This well, but March 13th was the official, like Friday the 13th but March was when, 11th boom. is when I canceled my 50th birthday party. I remember you being on the phone that Friday, though, still with people yeah, trying to get like discounts were, or something. No, or, no, no, because there were more vendors, like the cake person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called the cake guy and I was like, hey, 
coronavirus, got to cancel my birthday party, which is in three days. You haven't started baking the cake yet. Can you please not make the cake for 150 people, please? And he's like, nope. And I was and I wasn't smart enough to say, "Um, "Okay, fine, keep the money and maybe just give me a coupon for maybe the next time people can have cakes. But also um, there's you haven't started making the cake yet. It's three days. Yeah. Or if, if you're saying you've already made it then that means the I'm getting a stale <laughs> cake for my, you were going to give me a stale cake. Yeah. And you didn't have the, and we were all so freaked out. You didn't have the wherewithal to go, wait a minute, get, you know, and now we have a gigantic cake in our freezer taking up all this room. And with we're a, taking it out this Sunday. Uh-huh. And we're going to defrost it. Are you going to take it out the day before or the day of? Well, I don't know how long a cake takes to defrost. Well, you get on Google, baby. Okay. Let's go to another topic. Next here. topic. Anyway, so that was our little, that's our little uh, COVID story. Um, Life before lockdown. The thing is, the reason why these things come up and the reason why I had texted that to you is because mm-hmm. you know how your social media says a year ago today memory or like oh, two yeah. years ago today. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that had popped up and that's why I texted it to you. Do you remember this day, babe? They send you these little stories. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at uh, a text between the two of us. So we started this podcast and we're putting it up and we're making a page and they have to have a bio for both oh, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm sitting there writing my bio, like very serious bio, like where I'm born, where I'm raised, where you I wrote to- like a, a it was <laughs> a, like a Rolling Stone profile of, you know, <laughs> Meredith Stallinger knows what she wants, nibbling on garlic French fries in the lobby of the, you know, in any event, I listen, I'm a very studious, nerdy kind of girl when it mm-hmm. comes to, you know, turning in assignments. And I felt like, oh, a bio, this better say all this Ugh. stuff. So there's a lot of things to talk about in my life. You forgot to give us homework over Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wrote a very long, descriptive and interesting, yet long and boring, probably bio. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, babe, you need to submit your bio for the thing. And you wrote one sentence, which was super funny, which is probably on the it's a, it literally it's a bio for a page on a website for know, our but- podcast so no one want no one's going there to go hang on what was he doing <laughs> when he was 17 this is ridiculous like I don't care but here's the thing what you're Patton Oswalt like mm. most people yeah you're a unique guy people know who you are <laughs> some do some do the drag queens all knew me yes they, they all knew me it was really nice yeah, I love that yeah, yeah um so you could write one funny thing like uh, what did you even write? I, I mean, again, I just dashed off something. He's you're like trembling did, beneath did the whatever. pottery and then did the thing. Okay. Anyway, then, anyway, it was, yeah, it yeah. wasn't, none of it was real no, and it was hilarious. No one cares. Right. But what if someone is like, that's a funny podcast. I love those people. Who are those people? And then they read your podcast and it's super funny, but like, if they don't know who you are, I don't know. <laughs> but then me, maybe they're like, who is that girl? And we were joking. And then, so I had written this really long mm-hmm. podcast and then you were like, why don't you just write? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you wrote. Well, the first one was, she was born in the sunshine of Malibu. Yeah. And so I go, here's what you're going to write. She's born in the sunshine of Malibu and now lives in the, what did I write? The darkness of And now San lives Fernando in the Valley. darkness of the San Fernando Valley. Something and that like was that. it. That's all you need. Right. And then we started talking about, I said, well, the, I don't want to live in the darkness. <laughs> like, I'm very against darkness. Uh-huh. Um, so... So you, I had told you about one time 
during college. Was it during college? I wanted to have like a real job because yeah. I started acting when I was very young. Right. So I never had like a real Real you wanted job. to slum with us proles. Is that what you're saying? Well, I wanted to have a huh? real job over the summer, like a person who has a job. You wanted to be with the common people? Yeah. You wanted to do what common people do? I, you wanted to fail like the common people? No, man. I just wanted to have fun like in a college town. So I live in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and there's around UCLA, there's this bar, this college bar called Stratton's at the time. Mm-hmm. And at first I went and I tried to be a waitress. Oh boy. But did I tell the story already? Yeah. No, I don't think you told us in this, but yeah. Oh, well, you anyway, la- how long did you last? Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who were my customers? Uh, I know, I know this story. I can tell the story, but you, should I let you tell it or give well, you, li- cause I know your mom came in. My mom came and was I, well, this so is, wait, no, not no, no, helpful. No, no, no. All right. This, so I was so excited to have a real job that I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm so excited. I'm going to be a waitress. Please come in. So I got all excited and, and she called her friend, Meredith's a waitress. She's so excited. Mm-hmm. So they came in. And then my boyfriend at the time, I had said to him, I'm so excited. I'm going to be a waitress. <laughs> so he came in with uh, five friends, one of which was an ex-boyfriend who was his like dear friend okay. and his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, is this a Marsha Brady situation? What? Remember the guy comes in and she's working as a waitress at the malt shop and then she dumps the thing on his head because he brings another girl in? No. All right. Sorry. Regardless. All right. Oh, it was my first day as a waitress. Okay. And my mom comes in and she orders and she's like, can I'll just have the burger, but instead of the fries, can I get salad? I'm like, mom, I don't know how to do that. Can you just get, just get the fries? She's like, well, can they just substitute vegetables? I'm like, mom, I don't know how to do that. Just get the fries. So well, what, what did you not know how to do? Well, there was this like, like, um, electronic thing that you had to like put in the order. Mm-hmm. You didn't just write it down on a piece of paper. You had oh. to use this sort of electronic thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do substitutions or anything like that. <laughs> at the time, it, it was, was my like, first day, man. At the level of like a speaking spell. Come okay. on. How are you not? <laughs> anyway, then my boyfriend came in with my ex-boyfriend and mm-hmm. some other people. And the ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend was like, I would like a sandwich, but no mayo, please. And I was like, I don't think it comes with mayo. She's like, just make sure there's no mayo. I'm probably making her sound like more of a bitch yeah. than she was. But in any event, <laughs> she's being totally cool. Um, I brought her the sandwich and didn't know how to make sure. So there was minutes. Yeah. And she got all mad. And then I, I think she thought I did it on purpose. And then she kind of gave me the stink eye. And then I was so stressed out. I burst into tears. And then I went up up to the manager and I was like, I can't be a waitress. I don't know how to do this. I was being such a baby. And then it's like a a Lars von Trier film. You're crying in front of your ex-boyfriend. His new girlfriend's yelling at you about me. And my mom's yelling at me to please get some salad. Oh my God. Anyway, so the way the manager. And this is all in the space of two hours. This is all in two hours. Jesus. And then I was like, can I be a hostess or can I do something else? And she's like, you know what you'd be good at? And I was like, what? She said, jello shot girl and i was like what do i have to do she's like well you come here at seven o'clock you make the jello shots you put them in the freezer and then you wait till 10 to serve them mm-hmm. and it's like a dollar a shot mm. and i was like this is amazing and was jello shot girl a salary position or were you working on commission i think it was like a very small small salary but you got tips uh-huh. so okay. i Get would make jello. A, would make a tray of jello shots and then mm-hmm. i'd go up to people and like want a jello shot they're only a dollar. And then they're like, uh, 
And I'm like, I'll do one if you do one. <laughs> and then I made it like a little section for me. With, with the, no booze with in no them. With no booze. Yeah. And, yeah. But that was super fun. And how long, how long were you the Jello Shot Girl? That summer. The whole summer. Oh, and the reason I brought this up is because you said that my bio should say, <laughs> Meredith Salinger was a Jello Shot Girl at Stratton's near UCLA, while also dabbling as an actress, writer, producer, and activist who was born and raised in the sunshine in Malibu. <laughs> I think I even wanted it shortened even more. I said, Meredith Salinger is a former Jello Shot Girl at Stratton's in Westwood. Um, since then, she's done a few movies, yeah. like literally like that. Yeah. Like that was, I started. That would have been funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we could eh, just change it, but it's just nobody. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're going to get to know who you are by listening to the podcast. By listening to don't, my voice. Don't give everything up. I, you know, there's Make people use Google is what you're saying. There's to, well, no, just let them have them listen to the show and be intrigued. Yeah, no one needs to know who I am. They just need to enjoy the conversation. It's not about who you are. It's about what you say, man. What you do, man. How you make people feel. I have stuff in my my Wikipedia and my IMDb that is all completely false. People just go in there and add stuff like willy-nilly. And so when I, and I just don't care. The only times I find out about it is when I'm doing an interview and someone says, what's your jokes about uh, cuneiform uh, writing and I go. I don't cuneiform. Do cuneiform writing. What is that? It's. I guess it's some kind of like a hieroglyphic or some kind of ancient oh. writing. And so I guess someone added, you know, at one point. And then also, I, I think on my IMDb it says his favorite film is Kenny Rogers Six Pack. <laughs> so people keep asking, like, "You're such a film buff, but your favorite movie is Kevin Rod- Kenny Rogers Six Pack." And I was like, "I've never seen Six Pack. I think someone just added it as a goof." And I'm like, "Because I'm I, there are people that like really police their." wikipedias and imdbs and make and i'm just like when i'm dead they will sort all that out i i can't have the time to go in and go uh, you know and also it makes the interviews fun when they're just like says here you own three elephants I'm like no but i guess someone added that that's great there is a uh uh what's it called a credit there's a credit on my mm-hmm. imdb that does not belong to me uh-huh it even has a her name is meredith they they say my name is meredith Sounder, but sometimes i'm known as meredith Grande. Who the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, whoever she is, she was in a movie called Werewolf in a Women's Prison or something oh, like man. that. Oh, man. Don't and remove that credit. Leave that there. That's awesome. But people are like, you go by Meredith Grande sometimes? Were you married? Uh, no. Here's what you do. When they go, you go by Meredith Grande, you just go, um, I'm not at liberty to talk about that right now. That was a well. That was a weird three years of my life, and I'd rather not talk about it. Well, and just have them go, whoa. Well, I can't really talk about my real last name, which is Salinger, because my, you know, he's so such a hermit and doesn't like to talk about his life. He's a very private person. That's why the family had to change the I to an E. Exactly. All right. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Well, you sent me a text of a very cute little picture. It says, it's a picture, it says, in the UK right now, a train is delayed as a cat is sitting on the roof and refusing oh. to come down. <laughs> and it's, this train and on top is the cutest little perched little kitten. And it's yeah. so, so serene looking like it's just chilling, like looking at yeah. everybody. But I like the fact that they didn't start up the train and scare the kid. Well, that's so that's so Britain when like like that, that conductor could get on the PA system until I'm very uh, beastly. Sorry to uh, uh, announce this delay, but there's a kitty cat on the train and everyone on the train would go, oh, that's de- don't hurt the kitty cat. Whereas like if that was a train leaving New York, they'd be like, that thing better hold on. Get the freaking cat off the train. That thing better hold on because you got it. You're about to start, dude. I got to I got to get back to Syosset. Like there would be no problem. Like, so of course in Britain, like we're, we're trying to use some tea biscuits. Oh, to- do you want to talk about this? Let me see. 
Oh, yeah. So you said. Well, I sent. Explain what it is and I'll t- say why I sent it to you. Okay. Well, you sent me a picture from like the 1950s mm-hmm. of this very cute young boy. Looks like he's 12, 15, 17. I, yeah. I can't no, tell. No, I've, it, like, like middle school. That's not a teenager. He's young. Anyway, super handsome, cute boy. And he's mm-hmm. like, do you know who this is? Because it's a famous actor. Yeah. But it's Christopher Walken. Who I didn't know was a child actor. And he's so great looking. And he's so not Christopher Walken. I mean, no, he's, the Christopher Walken that you know is sunken eyed and sinister and kind of like vampirically yeah, this gorgeous. Yeah, like like this, this, this looks like a Lassie. He could have been Lassie or Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Could have easily been one of those two. But what I like about this and what I like about Christopher Walken mm-hmm. is the fact that these actors are so multi-talented. I think yeah. we don't have very multi-talented Multi, well, we do. I mean, look at Hugh Jackman. There's millions of them, but. Oh, no, we have them all. They just happen to be British or Australian. <laughs> exactly. Uh, literally, uh, we, who was I talking about this with today? Like Marlon Brando sang, danced, he, he, Guys and Dolls, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was in Guys and yeah. Dolls. Yeah, yeah. And so there was this like elegance of um, reverence to taking dance class and taking yeah. singing class. And the actors. Actors today, man. Well, that back then you got signed by a studio and they put you like you're taking this class. You're taking elocution. They're taking. Oh, there's a. OK, we'll save it for the next episode. There's a little short film. Actually, when we're done recording this, I'm going to go show it to you. It's 10 minutes long. You'll you'll it'll blow your mind. But it really shows you what actors went through back then where you were signed assigned to a studio and they told you. These next three weeks, you're doing this movie. And then when that's done, you need a week in the gym. And then you're going to go do this. Do like- you know that when I finished <clears throat> filming The Journey of Natty Gann, I was like one of the last people that was put under contract with Disney. Really? I was under contract with them for two years. Now, did, so did they make you take classes and, and go dance or elocution or stuff like that? No, because I had that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they just put me under contract like you can't do anything else unless you do uh, it for us. Um, I've seen pictures of like a young Clint Eastwood in dance classes. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. They all did that stuff. I know. You know. It's so fascinating. I was talking to someone today. No, yesterday about how all of our big American superheroes and and um, political historical icons are all played by Brits or Australians now. Like, like Batman, Superman. Um, you well, know. the new Batman is Ben Affleck. He's American. No, no. The, the, no but no, the new one is Robert Pattinson, who's British. Oh, Ben Affleck was the one American. Oh, and they Tom stuck Holland. In. And Tom Holland is Spider-Man. God, exactly. I love him. I love him so much. But like in Selma, Martin Luther King was played by a British dude. I like, know. like it's just it's insane. So it's almost like we and and our only revenge was that in the crown we sent Lithgow over to play um Winston Churchill. Like, take that, Britain. How dare you? Take our Superman, our Spider-Man, our Batman. Okay, then we, we're going to send an American to play Winston Churchill. Well, we sent an American. Is Jillian, what's her last name? She's so fabulous. She oh, played Jillian Mar- Margaret. Anderson. Yes. <gasps> oh, yeah, she oh was incredible, too. She played Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. I swear to, holy moly, she was fantastic. And um, if, I, I, I don't know how her performance is going to be, but those pictures that they just... Um, posted of is Kristen Stewart playing Lady Die were that was mind cracking. It looked like a picture of 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 Diana, but it's Kristen Stewart as Lady Die. Did you I sent you that picture and you're like, are you kidding me? You right. thought it was Lady Die, but did it's I Kristen get that Stewart. Text? I th- did you get that text from me? I don't know. You know what's funny, Patton? Mm. Nothing. <laughs> no. 
What's funny is we're actually being nice to each other right now. And literally oh. we were fighting so hard. You were giving me double birds. I was really giving you like the dance double bird. I was moving them like up and down. Do like- you think that this is a, that part of this part of you being able to shift is, is your training from a young age to be like, don't just put a smile on and go perform. It's oh, time. Well, it's showtime now. I had the most, <laughs> maybe I had the most stressful week with all these other projects that I'm working on. And it was so stressful. And this week was brutal, but I had an audition. I had to put myself on tape for this audition. And the girl that I was playing was this bright cheerleading type, like (laughs) former cheerleader, number one, whatever it's called head cheerleader. Is that what they call them? Yeah. Um, Just bubbly personality. Right. And I was in tears, like sobbing for days and not sleeping. And had to go to this audition and I did a great job, but you can see my eyes are a little like kind of puffy and red, No, but it's very hard to muster the happiness when you're bummed. I'll never forget. There's this footage of Katy Perry and she has to go do a show and, you know, she's getting ready backstage and she gets this either text or phone call. I think it was a text from her husband, Russell Brown, like wanting a divorce. Like it's over. And she is devastated and they're following her down the hall as she, because she has to stand on this thing that then rises her yeah. up into the stage and she's there and she is just, she looks like her, she looks like her soul is dead. And then she just puts this smile on. I and have to say. Re- rise her through the stage and it's partially beautiful, but partially psychotic. Well, it's heartbreaking and it's reality. And yeah. I used to have this boyfriend, super jealous boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was away doing a movie and He'd call me constantly, all day long, call, call, call. And um, I remember right before I was filming this big scene, he co- I, I just was in tears. Every time I talked to him, he was like, I had a kissing scene with River Phoenix in this movie, and he couldn't take it. And I was like, <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> and, um, and the director was like, you're not allowed to talk to him anymore. Like you wow. can't speak to him on set because he's torturing you. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, yeah. I sent you a picture of this. Did you get this text? Did you not get this text? No, I didn't get that. This is a picture of my niece. Holding scissors to my niece is um, 11 years old. Same age as my daughter, Alice. Mm -hmm. And Alice, the picture is a picture of her holding scissors to her very long, gorgeous hair with just regular scissors Mm -hmm. about to cut it super short. Yeah. And the reason. Oh, so she did this as a joke and she's got this little smirky face. And I showed the picture to Alice. Mm hmm. And Alice is laughing. Alice also had long hair. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning. Oh, was that the day before she, we woke up. We woke up. And, and Alice had just taken it upon herself. To cut her hair that was like mid, like. Halfway down her back. Yeah. And long. she cut it below her ears. Yeah. Just below her ears. By herself. With with scissors. Mm-hmm. And, and then I. And, had, and by the way, didn't look horrible. Needed a little neatening up. Just a little bit of, and it, um, looks good. it looks amazing. It looks amazing now. But I told my, so then I called my niece and right. I was like, your little cheeky picture that you sent of us <laughs> of pretending to cut your hair has now prompted my daughter to actually cut her hair. And, and she's like, I want to do it too. And, 
And then she's like, no, my, my mom would kill me. Wow. And now did she do it? She didn't do it by herself, but she did go to a hairdresser. She did get a cut though. Yes, she did. So now they both have the same haircut. That's the new look that Alice has engendered in all, in all of her friends. Yeah. It's pretty cute. They want that. They want that mid-length hair, man. Hey, did you get my text? About? About, uh, the, is this how I find out? Oh. The tweet that I sent to you. Yes. You tweeted out. <laughs> you tweeted out a picture that, of us. Right. Um, looking very fancy at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Mm-hmm. And above it, you wrote, is this how I find out, Meredith Salinger? Question mark, exclamation point, blah, 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 blah. Because underneath it, the Chiron says, coming up on extra, filing for divorce. Right. And it's, we are center of this picture. The light is on us. I think somebody did a perfect screen grab, but it looks like we are perfectly centered in this. And then there are two people blurring in the foreground. That are walking. Looks like they're walking by. Right. And um, so it looks like we are filing for divorce from this caption. Yes. Which is very funny. Because. Very funny. No. Um. But the people in the foreground are Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, which, by the way, that was an interesting <clears throat> night at the well, Vanity Fair party. Well, what happened was that when they, I guess that's a teaser clip for the story. It's some entertainment show. And somebody was watching went, oh, my God, is that Pat and Meredith? So they freeze, they, they grab that freeze, that, that frame, because it looks like, oh, we're getting divorced. What actually happened was we got invited to the Vanity Fair party. Oh, this will be fun. We'll, we'll see some people. Yeah. And so we're waiting in line. Like to get in, you have to go through you a. You have to wait in line, but there's also like you a gotta press line. You got to go through a photographer press <clears throat> line like, that you have to go through. So we're just like, fine, let's just stand in line, get a couple pictures and go in. And as we're standing but, in line. But we were in line for a while. There's a lot of people trying to get in. People. So it's like, now we're but, up. But it's, we're just kind of chilling and talking and Yeah, whatever. we're having fun talking to people in line. And we are next to go we're through next, the line. We're like, oh, we're going to get this over with. Let's go. And just as we're about to go, a publicist comes running over and said, can they just cut in front of you um, to go in first? <laughs> and it's Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Can they yeah. cut in front of you? And they both turned to us and they were very, and we're like, that's go oh, right go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. But, but meanwhile, what it did was it sent the press the paparazzi, went insane. The paparazzi went into a frenzy. Yeah. There mm-hmm. are three little circles. You're supposed to start oh, at one right. circle, boom, boom, go boom. to the next circle, go to the next circle. And so the paparazzi put them on the first circle and then they go to the next circle and more paparazzi take their picture. Mm-hmm. But the photographers who are supposed to be aiming at the mm-hmm. first circle, yeah. they're all focused on the second circle exactly. because they are still shooting Kanye and Kim. Yeah. And then they go to the third circle. And now the first group of paparazzi and the second group of paparazzi are also focused on the third. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the, the um, publicists are like, okay, Meredith Patton, Get on that first circle. And we're standing there and we're literally watching the paparazzi, not even looking at us, looking all the way down. Well, because they had just made their money for the year. They just, oh, (laughs) this is, and they're all either, they're doing one of two things. They were either shooting the other circles and not us, or they were checking their cameras. Yeah, yeah. They were looking at their cameras to see if they got the shot. And then I started doing this fake, like, uh, excuse me, you're, look who you're missing. And then a couple of them started laughing, like, oh, like, you're in, the, you're in the we were in the worst, absolute worst position. And then we were still on the first position. Mm-hmm. No one's taking our picture. No one cares. No. no one cared. It's a little mortifying. Got I got to be honest. But I thought it was hilarious. It's hilarious and mortifying. And by the way, there are a couple of Getty photographs of that 
that they took of us and I am laughing. And I'm and giving that shrug smile. and I'm giving them, what the fuck? Well, you, in a couple of them, you have this smile of rage, like you <laughs> fuck us, I swear to God. But then, then, uh, Kylie walks through. Oh God, Kylie that's Jenner. right. And then it goes like, she passes us and. Yeah, oh, and, I forgot that part. And we were just watching all of this and yeah, it was, it was, Know your place in the Hollywood. I- <laughs> oh, we really, it, it was very much like, no, this is the table you're sitting at in the lunchroom and it's not the popular kids table. But it's just so interesting how, anyway. It was a very rude awakening as to where you stood on the pecking order in Hollywood. And it was nowhere near the top. But it's, it's, it's not the pecking order in Hollywood. It's not the pecking order in Hollywood. It's the pecking order of tabloids and paparazzi and it's yeah, not about how because honestly you know i mean <laughs> it was, i don't know it was a big bucket of cold water it was definitely the, the like, other great part of the evening was later on uh in the party and we saw like, all these people we knew was, like, mark Marin was there and john ham and like people that we know um, and taika waititi oh taika we spent time with him he and was great but ronan was, farrow well okay this is the other funny part of the evening so I, Ronan and I follow each other on Twitter. We've DM'd each other a couple times. We've never met. Um, this is our first time that we're actually meeting face to face. And what? And l- before I tell you what he said to me, I got to give you some background. Earlier that day, he had been talking to this woman, Liz Garbus, who had directed the "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" documentary, the one about Michelle and the Golden State Killer. And he had been talking to her about directing his documentary. Now, what that meant was he walks up to me. And I go, oh, Ronan. He goes, Patton, I was just talking about you today. And I was like, what? What, what do you mean? Like, I got so. <laughs> because he had just like. Been talking outed, about the director. And he, he had, it was because he had just. Um, he had just done the expose on Weinstein. Well, also, and all those horrible people. Who, I mean, it's Ronan Farrow right. walking up to you going, oh, hey, your name came up today. You're like, why? So because <laughs> yeah, he's like. And then he started laughing. And because like, he investigates things. Yes. And so, yeah. And but I was I was like, Ronan, you can't introduce yourself to people. <laughs> and he started laughing and he said, I when I call my friends up to just go get lunch, I have to go, hey, it's Ronan. This is not about you. Let's just go get some like every call that I make. Hi, like you're not friend, in trouble. I just want to talk to you. Everything's fine. Can we just go? Let's go to uh, let's go to Subway get yeah. a sandwich. That was so funny. <laughs> so just watch my face turn white and then him start laughing like that's his life. That's his life. So. Yeah, Pretty he gets cool. the 411, man. Oh my God, does he get the 411? And also um, was wearing a delightful- Beautiful suit. White and silver tuxedo. It was like he, a gray suit. He was, looked so handsome. He's so kind, so funny. Yeah. But he also, he looked like, uh, he looked like, like a 1970s glam superhero in that tuxedo. Oh, he looked like a 1950s movie star. He it it was it was fifties movie star and a little bit glam rocker and I mean that as a compliment because it was an amazing. I don't, I don't see the tux. glam rock. There. Look at the look at the pictures of the tux again. It is very glam rocky. I I find and it. I think he was going for that. Hmm. I don't think so. I think he looked great. I disagree, Patton Oswalt. Oh, this podcast is over. Um. You know what? Mm. You know how this is our hour to actually talk to each other? Yeah. I'm so over talking to you now. <laughs> I'm ready to end the podcast just oh, so that God. I can go upstairs. I'm so over this. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to um, uh, yet another. Did you get my text? Did you get my text with Pat Oswald And Meredith Salinger. Folks, thank you. Wear a mask. Be safe. Get inoculated. Bye. Bye. Bye.
podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Mm-hmm.